Hey everyone, welcome to Sir Inc.'s The Experience Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything kink. We only cater to adults 18 and above. So remember, this podcast is not safe for work, as we like to say, NSF. You can always listen to us during your private time. Hello, kinky and kinkiers folk out there. My name is Sir Off, and today I'm interviewing a dominant by the name of Silent. Welcome, Silent. How are you? Hello there. I am doing fine. Thanks for asking. Cool. Can you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself? I did mention that you were from the Philippines. So can you just give us a little bit of your experience and so on and so forth being there? Oh, I am a local dominant, specifically a master in the Philippine scene. I am also a community leader and an educator for the local kinksters over here. So I've been in this lifestyle for, let's say, I've been fully active for three years, I guess. Mm -hmm. But I've been studying for five years before that until Mm -hmm. I discovered there was a real BDSM lifestyle or a real BDSM scene here. That was unexpected, actually. So... Wow, that's nice. That's nice. And, and 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 I think that's a struggle for a lot of people. Um, how do they really, they're interested in a lifestyle. And like yourself, they might have read some books or they've actually studied a little harder like you, like you have. Um, and they might have actually played around with some kink here and there, you know, handcuffs, maybe a little light bondage. But the 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 nut and bolts of it to be really involved and to further grow an industry it, um, well, not the industry per se but within the lifestyle it's hard for people to have a, a community that they can connect to and um and with that being said you said that you are that was one of my next questions which you kind of answered which is you're a master mm-hmm. and how has it gone from you studying to you becoming a master and actually being in a lifestyle in a community? Because when you're in a community, you get to really test your yourself, right? With, with other, with more interaction. A lot of people have interaction online, but when you actually are engaging, not just one person like a sub, but you're in a community where you're dealing with young dominance you're dealing with submissives of all types and all types of time so it's like you get to really hone your skills so to say how how was how was it how was that um that transition for you well for me um i'd like to begin by saying that i am not the usual dominant as you can you can tell from my name that i'd rather just sit down plot, brood, and watch people uh, as what I want to do in vanilla. It all started when I chose to go active in this lifestyle as a way for me to, you know, finally let loose. I can actually have a real interaction. I can't just sit around and watch. Where's the fun in that? Right. Even though, even though <laughs> it's it's amusing to manipulate people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it turns out that the skills or the traits that I've 
obtained throughout vanilla with my usual self with how i usually operate mm -hmm. it taught me how to keep a level of mind or always take the level-headed approach mm -hmm. so when there's a dispute or when there's someone being unruly i try my best not to react emotionally mm -hmm. instead i have to respond i have to maintain a bit of discipline and I have to decide what the best course of action would be to pacify or to rein in these people. Mm -hmm. This this was useful, especially since, for some reason, I became a mediator in the local community as well. Whenever there are violations, they would ask me to, you know, be the referee or be everyone's marriage counselor. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they chose me. Mm -hmm. It turns out that knowing how to deal with people knowing how to always be fair it taught me discipline and it helped me learn to become a better dominant or become a master eventually nice nice i think you know you touched on something there um and when i talk to different people even young people today and not even young people in a lifestyle but just young people in general I like to tell them because we have a, a lot of these alpha female types now. Yes. And part of my thing to them, they reject the notion of a man leads. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. And I talk to them about leadership and how leadership is the the overall view of leadership is like some very demanding some demanding guy or demanding person who's like, do this, do that do it because I say you should do it, you know, that kind of thing. And I try to make them understand that leadership has different faces. And the more popular face is kind of the overbearing person. But to, but on the other end of that pendulum is the guy like yourself, a guy like myself, who's a little bit more reserved and not as demanding in that way, but you can lead through guidance and instruction over might. Yes. And I think that's something that people just don't have correct today, uh, what leadership is. And even these alpha female types, that's cool too to be alpha female. And a lot of just aggressive women want to call themselves alpha subs <laughs> or alpha females, which is, you know, okay. But again, when you come out here amongst people, who are true leaders, like they can see right through that, you know, because just because you're an alpha doesn't mean you're a leader. Yes. I think that's that's something that people get confused. No, you can be an alpha, but it doesn't mean you're meant to lead anyone. It just means you're an alpha. And I think that's where um, some people have it messed up. But um, I'm glad to hear that your position is that way. And it's funny because because you're a measured person, a measured man, is 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 you kind of just get put in these positions by right, you know? Like it's your energy, it's what you bring to the table, and people see that and people are drawn to you in that way. And it's nice to hear that they put you in a position of um of influence that way. That's good. Because you're right, when the people in the community go crazy, you can't have a a leader that wants to meet every challenge with aggression. That's just not going to yes. work. It, the I whole agree. thing will fall apart. If the, if, yeah, if the management structure or the leadership structure 
of any kind of community is 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 straight aggressive it's just not gonna lead to a very harmonious harmonious thing yeah, so uh so with those things being said what's your favorite kind of sub or what are some red flags with subs i mean i know we both uh, i have a particular sub i like and i'm sure you do too right and yep but but like how many phonies did you have to go through to get to that right or did you <laughs> have to did, did you have to get to, like do you get newbies and try to train them like you know it's so funny because it's it's such a loaded question but like what is your favorite kind of sub what are your red flags with subs okay i kind of like this question because you mentioned <laughs> yeah having to go through a lot of crazies you know frenzied Ooh. subs Ooh. those who don't really know what they want they they're just Ooh. 50 shades fanatics or something yes. i had to go through a lot even underaged ones i had to tell them to bugger off because i ain't touching that right right yes <laughs> yes Yes. Yes. <laughs> nope. Not not a chance. It's so, funny. Yeah. Go ahead. No go ahead. Uh, me. Me. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, to answer your first question, an ideal sub for me would be like, uh, you mentioned an alpha woman. Well, I am really attracted to women who are strong in vanilla, who have goals, who have their own achievements. But they are the ones who are calm and confident. They don't need to go around parading to the world how strong they are because it's just natural to them. They don't need to remind everyone else of their worth. Mm -hmm. And I like that kind of confidence mm -hmm. because that kind of sub is someone who can add value to me while I add value to her as well. Because for me, a DS relationship, even though I'm the one in control, it should not be one-sided. Right. Besides, having someone like that with her own successes, her own achievements, a really great person is a huge achievement if you could get her to submit to you. What I want basically is a queen who would wear her chains willingly by my side. Mm. Nice. That's right. nice. Yes. And the red flags. Red flags. Okay, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna share with you a really really bad red flag that made me, you know, want to avoid this person for the rest of my life. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna drop any names. I'm not gonna drop what her handle is, but she threatened to kill herself if I played with anyone else. Oh my god. I know. And then she told me she'd die for me, that she wanted me to save her. I was like, save you from what? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. No way, man. Right. She, she wanted you to save her from herself. Probably. You know. That's not how it works, is it? Not all the time. No, it doesn't work like that all the time. I mean, that's a responsibility that... Yeah, yeah, that's a great responsibility to ask somebody to take on. Mm -hmm. That's a great responsibility. And I, I, I too had a, a situation where someone um, befriended me and, you know, I really thought they were a cool person, but they were completely sending me pictures of other, 
of this other woman who she just straight copped her whole her whole swag, her whole life, you know, all her pictures and stuff, and really made it like it was her. And then she got into, oh, I'm a, you know, I got these mental issues. But you're my sir, and all this. It was just, it was just crazy, man. I had to block her on everything, and and it's just sad. I just felt, I felt a a, a little bit of catfish only because she befriended me, and I was just being a friend to her. Um, not getting into like you're my you're my sub, none of that stuff. But I would, as like yourself, I teach. Yeah. So I, I so I I give people information like and then we can discuss that information and blah 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 blah. So we formed kind of a good friendship. But uh, once I found that, I felt a little catfish, but then I felt more sorry. You know, I damn. felt more sorry for because when I finally got to see what she really looked like, I was like, oh damn. But <laughs> <laughs> right. But I'm like, but it's like, all right, cool. Like you don't look like what every what everybody else looks like online. But just be yourself. And I'm cool with you being yourself, you know? Yeah. But but when someone that goes that far, that makes them an ugly person to me. Like you like I don't know. I don't know what where what's going on in your mind, but I'm good. And and it's all online stuff, you know, and it's all online stuff. Like they don't want to actually meet um in the real. So that that's it's one of my little crazy stories. Uh, <laughs> so I know exactly what you're talking about. And then you get, and then, like you said, you get these mental types. Absolutely. You know, that's like, I want you to save me and all of, you know, you're my sir. I want you to be my sir. I'll do anything for you. Well, come see me. I don't have time. Oh, okay. You know, it's not my responsibility anyway. But here's some pictures of my titties and, and, my, and my ass to keep you pacified, sir. <laughs> While I just suck the living mental energy out of you with my bullshit, <laughs> but yeah. uh, right? I mean, I mean, like, imagine, I mean, the connection you form with someone like this young lady, right? And then she says, I, "I'll kill myself." Like that's that's deep, man. That's a deep thing to put on somebody, even just to say that. It's like, like, are you serious? Like, you're really? I mean, are you suicidal? That's that's a different issue here. That's a whole lot. That's outside of my pay grade. <laughs> yeah, I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> no, I did not sign up for that at all. But um, so tell so so my next question would be, okay, uh, is what's the scene like in the Philippines? Ah, right. Well, as you can already tell, the scene is uh, way underground here. Okay. We live in a conservative, highly strictly religious country, and the consequences of being outed are severe, to say the least. Mm. Yeah, I know your uh, your president is, um, and I just looked at stuff online, and not to go too political, but I've seen some of the the street cleaning up that your president has um, undertaken over the years, and it's like quite alarming. Uh, you know, and I know we have a um, a very challenging president here, but that's it's uh, <laughs> you know it's, it's, it's sad, you know, and um, but it's, it's not that extreme. It kind of makes me think, well, wow, I'm glad for this little system, but imagine, you know, being somewhere, and you say this based around religion as well. Is is it 
Catholic or is it Christian at all? Or what what um, is the predominating religion? Roman Catholic. Roman Catholic. Okay. Okay. And I mean, is would I know you say you'd be ousted in the community, but would you be? Would any bodily harm come to you, or just you know humiliation? Hmm. I think the worst that would happen is, well, actually, a lot of things, bad things could happen. You could get kicked out of your family if they're if they're really religious. Mm-hmm. You could get disowned. Uh, you could get fired. And I think some people actually had that happen to them several years ago. I just don't know specifically which ones. Mm. Wow. You, yeah. You're lucky if your family would just, you know, cry over you and mm-hmm. uh, ask call an exorcist because mm. apparently you were possessed or something mm. that that actually means you got off easy wow right go through an exorcism through, yeah wow that's 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 amazing uh amazing because um just how deep religion can be and you yes. know how and how convicted people are to it and for more free-thinking people, it seems to be unrealistically strict. But uh, if it keeps, you know, if, if that's what certain people need to try to live a life that they feel as though is just and um, and not trans- trespass over others, that's cool. But some of it is yeah. way too extreme, and that sounds it just sounds extreme, but. So what you say, with that being kind of what's over you guys, how do you guys, you know, meet up? And and I know you said it's more underground, but how do you guys meet? Do you, oh, you know, house parties, stuff like that? Oh, yeah. Uh, when it comes to Munches, actually, we learned how to blend in with the vanilla society out in the open. It's one thing uh, foreign guests or friends visiting would notice. Mm. It's that when they go to Munches, they would mistake us for just being a random group of friends in the middle of a Starbucks talking about, you know, highly vanilla things. Right. Uh, yeah. Actually, uh, some of the newbies told me after their first munch, they were expecting scary looking people dressed to the nines in black leather chains, you right. know, the whole industry. Right. Right. They right. weren't expecting jeans, uh, you know, the usual. Right ordinary looking people and we we're having fun blending in actually right good i, I um, think yeah no so i was going to say i think in today uh even here um when there's munches and get togethers uh, people are it's a it's a little blend um so people have more freedom of expression, but a lot of it is is people coming just as they are too. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, but here we can get you know you can get some people to go a little you know like you said with leather and the boots or you know however. But a lot of t- uh, a few of the munches that I've attended, and I haven't attended a lot, so I can't profess that I'm um, well ingrained in that as you. But, you know, people were dressed kind of plain clothes and you had a person or two and, a, you know, might have a little leather on or a little fishnet or something. But for the most part, everybody was being, you know, dressing as themselves. Some guys was dressed up, but not overdressy. 
But um, yeah, subtle hints. Yeah, subtle, subtle hints. So, so do you guys? Um, so you you guys have learned how to even curb your conversation. Yeah, or just lower the volume when it comes to discussing kink stuff, right. so that there's no one overhearing us. Overhearing y'all. That's 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 amazing how people connect and then find ways to keep that you know connection going even with you know kind of a you know a whole against society kind of thing yep. you know um but it's not no one's hurting anyone you know that's what people don't understand and everybody has different desires yes uh, and different ways that they is everybody has different energy and something that they need to express and places that are restrictive of expression is still there it's not like there's not being people born with that energy you know (laughs) (laughs) you know so it is it's great to hear people connect and find ways to still express themselves um even in the most restrictive uh, ways i often wondered that about you know more um islamic countries more arabic societies you know how do how do they uh express it you know i know i'm certainly they can't be out out in the open with it uh probably less than in some places probably less than you guys yep um so this is very interesting to hear very interesting to hear have you uh been outside of that community at all did you travel travel only for work i never got the chance to meet up with other communities okay cool 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 and how and how is it when you like it's funny like because i travel too when you travel do you still even though you may not have time for it do you still kind of just look to see like what's going on around here <laughs> yeah i got tempted a few times <laughs> you're like oh is there something here i go on google like wait is there anything going on around here you know, just to, just like I might need to put a pin on my mat to make sure I come back here to see, you know, yep. um, see those things. Okay, cool. So, what is your favorite sex novelty, or what is your what is your favorite sex novelty, and what is your favorite novelty to use when training? yourself novelty hmm let's see it's a physical item right yes i'm sorry yes sex toys um uh, i call oh, it uh, yeah. okay, what, okay what's your favorite sex toy or and um what's your favorite toy to use when okay. it comes to training training the sub and i say toys are like when i t- when i'm talking to another dime now I, I don't like my stuff to be considered toys. I like to call them novelties or instruments um, to my tools. <laughs> I, I, try to, I try to put a little manliness on that, you know? Um, yeah, like what's your what's your favorite tool to use on a sub? Uh, what's, your, what's your favorite? All right, my favorite impact play in- instrument. Yeah, we call them implements here. Okay. Yeah. Impact play, uh, there we go. I uh, have a specialization when it comes to single tail whips. Nice. I, I enjoy using them, especially the longer ones, because there's a sense of danger and it takes a lot of practice, a lot of discipline 
to even mm. learn how to use one. So there's a sense of achievement knowing that you can use, you can dual wield them, you can have a really high aim rate, mm-hmm. and you can use them on any sub uh, without missing. Mm-hmm. It means she's perfectly safe. Mm-hmm. Besides, my sub loves the single tails because I don't know, she's a masochist. She likes how it feels against her skin. Mm. Nice. Yeah. And, and, and is wearing a mask part of the, is it part of the whole thing about having a whip? Does the whip automatically come with a mask? Like, I'm, this is when I get in character, or is the mask for another reason? Oh, right. <laughs> about the mask. <laughs> 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 At first, um, I was very concerned about my confidentiality because if I get outed, I am ruined. Right, right. <laughs> uh, my job in vanilla is a bit, uh, let's just say, high profile. I understand that. So, yeah. So the mask was, at first, for my own protection. Okay. And all of a sudden, I would go to events or go to parties wearing the mask. It came to a point that people could no longer recognize my face they would recognize the mask (laughs) that's great (laughs) yeah so it stuck and also when i started focusing on the more dangerous implements or novelties like single tail whips or really long floggers Mm -hmm. they would protect my face if i'm practicing especially when i'm whip cracking in the outdoors so safety first (laughs) Nice. Uh, I think that's something uh, that is definitely something that I, I mean, I heard of this, but I, that's something I don't think a lot of people understand about, you know, like you said, about safety and using these kind of things. Because you see these, uh, there's a lot of people making whips on their own, and there's people that are, you know, selling really nice whips and um, all different types of uh, implements. And I think people just go out and buy them and they don't think about how to really use them. They think, okay, it's a whip. You know, you whip somebody and you figure out where the where my medium is going to be as far as hitting someone. Does it hurt? Does it put a mark on them? But people don't think about, well, what if the tail of the whip comes back? Because it has to come back. Once you put it on, it's got to come back. Yeah. They don't think about being hit in the face or hit in the eye with the tail of the whip and causing themselves some kind of damage. So what what do you, can you add more to that? Yeah. Um, I'll also, since I forgot to mention earlier that a lot in the local scene, most gangsters here, their main interest is rope. I mean, a good friend of mine is the head of one of the Shibari groups here. Okay. He's actually a good source for rope safety and proper rope practices. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that I'm in the minority because my main focus is impact play, particularly how to use these long, dangerous things. Right. So it really frustrates me when I see people post photos after an impact session, and I could see all of these red marks in the wrong places. Like, right. If these are going to cause damage in the long run, like what if you lose an eye? What if you ruin one of your organs you just don't right. know it yet right it made me motivated to share my knowledge or to help people practice mm-hmm. just to, because if if no one's going to do something about it at least i can help in a mm-hmm. small way 
I don't think people sometimes understand how fragile the human body is. And because we have bones in our structure, I think people don't realize that, like you said, impacting in certain places on the body where certain organs are. And in particular, people need to look at it like this. When boxers, after a boxing match, boxers are examined by doctors. Some of them go to a hospital to have their bodies and their organs checked because the physical impact, you know, of force hitting your body affects everything inside your body because we're all water, you know, and I don't think people look at it like if you punch a gallon of water, you know, where you punch is affected, but the whole thing reverberates because it's force. Yes. And it's force going onto the body. And then we look at it like, oh, it's only a little whip. You know, it's not that thick, it's thin. And so <laughs> that shouldn't do, you know, but they don't realize if you hit it with enough force and and like you said, the tell of that whip, you know, we're talking about the energy transference is all to that can be all to that point if you want. And so that little is almost like a could almost be like a bullet hitting you with a with a vest on. It's still it didn't go through you, but the force of the bullet still hits you and it still hurts. Yes, and it can yeah. cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it can and it can cut and it can cut. And so that's funny. So like before you even get an impact, do you like look at the person's skin and? You know, do you let them? You do you let them wear a shirt, or do you want to see their skin and and touch it and see? Okay, I know this this kind of skin is a little drier, or this skin is a little more moist. I might be able to do. You know, how how does that work for you? Oh, for me, at first, I need to ask them what their limits are. Like some people love right. bruises, some people mm-hmm. love cuts. Mm-hmm. So I need to know what how much they're willing to endure. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as their pain tolerance. And also, I need to assess how much padding they have because the skinnier the sub, the less padding they have. So it's mm-hmm. a little bit trickier. With mm-hmm. larger or plus-sized subs, you have mm-hmm. a lot more padding. They can absorb a lot more damage. So you can be a, a little bit more liberal with how you use your implements. Mm-hmm. So it, it really pays to know your sub first and also have a first aid get ready just in case right right and so i want people that are listening to this podcast to understand especially subs that are wanting to get into impact play is is just like silent just said you if the your dominant or the the person because it could be a man or a woman whoever the dominant is be sure that they are asking you questions about your pain threshold. Make sure that they're at least examining your body type, your skin type, before you get into impact play. And if a dominant does not inquire or does not examine, do not go forward with the session. They must, they must, they must, they must, ask certain questions there's too many people out there just hey i bought a whip come on over she come over take your shirt off whap 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 oh, oh god no oh <laughs> i had no idea 
that should be okay. And then, you know, and then most of all, everybody, the last key of it all, we always talk about this, aftercare. The yes. Per, the, the dominant has to care for you after the session, which whatever that is, whether it's tea, and if you're doing impact play, I suggest at least some kind of um, moisturizer for the skin, some kind of something that's going to help the skin heal immediately. And yes. and you can't always just go rubbing it on. Like you have to be very gentle, um, depending on the person's pain threshold. And I'm sorry, go ahead, Silent. Did you want to add to that? Uh, no, no. Uh, I agree with what you said. And also, aftercare, don't ever forget aftercare, whatever form it might take. Exactly. Exactly. And so, I'm going to go to the, my next question. My next question would be for you is, how do you like your submissive to serve you? And uh, and I like, and, I, and let me preface this. I want people to understand that what Silent likes and how he likes to be served and how Ink likes to be, and, and how I uh, all likes to be served are two different things. And yes. so And so people have a preconceived notion of how they, subs have a preconceived notion, not all, but a lot of them, have a preconceived notion of how they want to serve. But they have to also get to know the dominant and see how he wishes to be served. There may be a way that she wants to serve you that doesn't really serve you because you don't find that valuable. And so it's up to her to really figure out and also us as well to to be clear about what we want. Now, with that being said, go ahead. Yeah, all right. Well, in the local scene, we have an abundance of rope bunnies, brats, and uh, littles, much to the dismay of many D-types here. (laughs) (laughs) But with that said, a lot of the subs in the local scene show their affection or serve you by being all affectionate, by being completely vulnerable towards their doms, Mm -hmm. by being needy, clingy, or, well, basically just being adorable. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I mean, I like that in some ways. Mm-hmm. It's just that I am particularly very busy in vanilla. I can't do this 24 mm-hmm. 7. I have a lot of things going on on my plate. So you can't expect me to shower you with attention all the time. Mm-hmm. Because when subs, in my experience, I don't know how it worked with other people, mm-hmm. in my experience, the clingy types, while it's all nice and uh, fuzzy and all, they will expect the same type of affection in return or affection and attention. Mm -hmm. And it's not something I can give. Mm -hmm. So for me, I want someone who is confident on her own. Like we make time for each other. Mm -hmm. She can serve me by following instructions, by accomplishing the tasks I give her or succeeding in her own way because her successes are, in a way, a reflection of me being her guide or whatever our arrangement is. Mm-hmm. So I don't need anyone who is there present by my side all the time. I just need someone to feel my presence 
wherever she is, to always accomplish her tasks, to always remember me, and to always communicate with me. I want someone who can add value to me in the same way I can add value to her, because I think kink is also a way for us to achieve a certain amount of growth. It's not just all fun and pleasure. It can actually build us up for whatever goals we have in vanilla. That's nice. That's nice. And one one of the things that I hear from you that I really, really like yeah. is that, and, and we agree in this way, that just because a woman is... Uh, is willing to submit or willing to do whatever we want. If she doesn't fit our goals, then it doesn't really serve us. And I say that because I know there's a lot of people out there looking for a situation. But after, you know, being out here for so long, I can for sure tell people that just accepting someone because they're submissive is just not good enough. And as, a, and as a man, I have goals with my life. And as you said, you want to bring on someone who adds value to you and yes. what you're trying to accomplish. But also, it needs to serve her in a way of raising her up as well. Yes, absolutely. And, and I think people are more, because of society, we're more trained to think about just love and not love it, more of the romanticism of love and not the actual love itself, which is, I want to see the best for you. Yes. And a lot of people do not understand how dominants serve submissives. And we serve them by what you just said, guidance. Yes. Guidance, you give them guidance. So that way, when you're not around, they know exactly what to do, when to do it, how to do it. But also, we try to teach them and raise them up, and we learn from them as well. And to have a woman who has her own successes, which I really love that you said that. I really love that you said that because I really don't want, I particularly don't like a very clingy uh, <laughs> person myself. I understand. I, I like somebody that's, I, I would love to have someone that's very confident in herself. Um, and it's a really go-getter because that is inspiration for me. It's like, you know, we're two flames, right? And every now and again, my flame is going to go a little low. Your flame might go a little low. When my flame is low, I like, you know, when my flame is low, you like mine. When her flame is low, I like hers. And exactly. we keep each other keep each other going. But if you have someone who I would say a female that you have to overmanage, that is taxing within itself, and I can't really accomplish the things that I would like to accomplish if I have to overmanage you. And I think that's something that submissives need to take an inventory of and need to be honest. I mean, there, there are dominants out there that's willing to take you on. There's dominants out there that wish to manage and overmanage a submissive. True. But some dominants. Uh, they don't care to even go down that route. Yeah, well, it depends on what they want to do and what they want to accomplish. Well, to each their own, I guess. Yeah, to each their own, to each their own. And so let me ask you this. Uh, so I had a conversation okay. with uh, a friend of mine named Michelle Fegatafi. She's a, a very 
well-known person in the um, in the industry, um, submissive. She's in Italy right now. Writer, blogger, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But one of the things that she said that had a few of my uh, listeners a little riled up and kind of like, hmm? she said that she doesn't consider brats to be subs. She doesn't. Really? She doesn't think someone who purposely defies uh her master's wishes or someone that just goes against the grain just to go against the grain is a true can be a true submissive hmm. what do you think about that that's a, i mean it's a very interesting take i'm not a fan of brats at all i get it uh i get it but i'm not a fan of brats but i know that brats even though they can be a pain in the butt they can be very they're very loyal types yeah, but some, mm. some but some Let's of it see. is are they the types that need to be overmanaged? For me, uh, with my experience, since there are a lot of brats here, I don't think I don't think their defiance or let me rephrase that they're being bratty not because they want to defy their doms, but they want to be overpowered. It's their way of being playful. They have no intention of actually overpowering their doms. They just want their doms to, you know, freak out and, you know, put them in their place. For them, it's fun. Okay. Okay. So have you have you had a sub relationship, have a relationship with a brat? Oh, yeah. <coughs> actually, my first official sub, uh, yeah, her... I think she was a, a brat in a way. Well, not a complete brat. She's primarily a masochist. Okay. But when we weren't playing, oh, God, she loved to playfully annoy me and my friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thankful for her because she taught me how to manage these types of subs. It turns out that if you... Uh, I'd like to call this technique the silent treatment, <laughs> but pun partially intended. If you withhold any attention, any affection, oh, they would surrender right away. They would cut the crap and they would beg for your forgiveness <laughs> just to get your attention back. So, yeah, it worked for me. So, and this is, uh, and I know I'm winding it down now, but here's another thing that I okay. want listeners to understand well hear and understand is how much we as dominants learn from submissives because that's something that's not really talked about and i see a lot of you know um i I've, I'm, I've, I'm on some blogs on tumblr that i really like uh guys who have a more um uh, all-rounded perspective um this guy named instructor 144 He's really good on Tumblr, and uh, he really has a lot of good writings and and takes a lot of good questions. But I don't think the conversation of how, the value of a sub, we think a lot of what I see online is like the value of a sub is someone who's willing to give themselves and, you know, give themselves to the, make the will of a man and da-da-da-da-da. But, <laughs> but there's not enough being said about the value of a sub to be able to teach a dominant is some things that make your domination better. You know, to make how yes. you... And a lot of it is just how you relate to women better. 
Hmm. What do you think? Well, yeah, it's a bit overlooked. It's an overlooked aspect in terms of kink because you can't fit something as complex and as, you know, full of nuances like this in memes or image macros, the ones we see on social media about mm-hmm. submission. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think a DS relationship it should not be one-sided. A woman or a man or any kind of sub who is willing to submit or give themselves to you completely, you mm. need to give something back to them in return because they are giving or they are surrendering control of themselves to you. They are entrusting you to take care of them. So what do you do with that? You need to be able to handle that responsibility well. And if you can't, well, you need you need to talk to your sub about how you need to communicate both of you are going to grow in that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True, true. I like that. I like that. And I like the fact that we're discussing that because I think subs just look at it like, oh, I'm you know, giving myself and that's the main piece of it. I don't think they understand how certain men see women and don't and not see women in a way of, hey, um, sex, kink, but in a way of their own growth. That not not enough of that is discussed at how much I see my own growth in this woman. And I think that's really I, I mean, you know, and, and my first uh she uh when I first when she first introduced me to the lifestyle, I was like, oh you know, whips and chains, great. And then she's like, no, no, that's just pictures. And then she was like you know, check this out and sent me some stuff to read. And then she's like, check this book out. And I got to the book and then I realized, and at the time we were just friends. And then, you know, as I see it now, you know, she's really preparing me. And I wondered like, well, why is she sending this stuff to me? And it wasn't until I actually, like you, studied up and read up on the lifestyle and saw this, you know, saw that and then put that together with, all the other stuff that I'm into and I've read and all that with the on the minds thing and the relationships. So I really understood why she was giving it to me. She's like, really? Yeah, you're dominant. But at first I'm thinking, oh, it's a guy, tell a woman what to do, you know, tie her up. Ah. And this is well <laughs> <laughs> and this is well before Fifty Shades of Grey. So yeah. when I really realized the mental aspect of it and why and what dominance are. I could understand why she would give it to me because really it's just not about a guy who's overly, who's overly possessive or overly or overbearing. Nah. It's, really, it's really, it's really for a guy like you, like me, and like the overbearing guy, you know, because it's just different forms of leadership. And then I understood why she gave me that, and so not a, not enough is discussed about the value that subs and women bring to us. Um, you know, and 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 not only in the lifestyle, but in life, and how we can use that to grow together is really a wonderful thing. Yes, and it's often overlooked, which is unfortunate. Right? Yeah. 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 Well, look, is there um, is there any other is there anything else you would like to add before we go, and and then after that. Um, if there's if you're on social media anywhere you want people to like look you up um, you know please 
leave that too. Um, your IG, if you're on IG or Facebook, anything that you would like to share where people can kind of maybe, you know, follow you. Okay. So I'd uh, like to invite people if you want, if you're planning to visit the local scene in the Philippines, just look us up. Uh, on Fed Life in the Manila Fed and the Manila Gap groups, we're underground, but we always welcome guests, especially uh, the friendly uh, ones who have something to add to us because we're like a family here. We're small and we're always uh, open to meeting new people. Great, so, yeah. great, great. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Silent. I appreciate you coming on and sharing your experiences with with uh, my listeners and i would love to have you back i'm sure once some of my friends hear this they're gonna have more questions so okay. <laughs> so especially my sub friends i know i have one in mind i know she's gonna be all over this so i would love to have uh another opportunity to talk with you so we can get you know your experiences out there because I think we need more male voices. Uh, like I said, I got a, I got another friend. I'm on his ass because I'm trying to get him to sit down and really talk about domination because more women need to hear our voice. Yes, I agree with you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you. I appreciate you, bro. All right, thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for your time as well. Quite an experience, wasn't it? Tune in again for a fresh release of Sir Inc.'s The Experience Podcast. I hope y'all enjoyed today's chat. We'd love to hear your experiences and your feedback. Do email us at sirinq at sirinq.com. You can also follow us on sirinq on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Kingspace.